to another episode of the struggling hunters where uh you have a couple of the greatest hunting people in the in the world talking to you tonight well i don't know about greatest but two guys that really try very hard to uh, get out there and do give it their best of abilities and uh, they may not be hunting in the right spot they may not be in the right area but you can be guaranteed that they're sure giving it their best at, well, <laughs> while they're out there. <laughs> so <laughs> you have me and Eric together tonight again, and I uh, hope we're, we'll be discussing a little bit about our hunts that we are hunt or what we've done over the weekend. And uh, we'll kind of maybe what we're looking forward to. And we're going to be uh, discussing a little bit about a couple of uh, turkey hunting articles that we've uh we kind of thought we could bring to the board or bring to you guys and discuss a little bit. Um, definitely made me think about some things I'm doing. So hopefully if you're listening, uh, you can think about how you're hunting turkeys and maybe uh, think about how you're going to change or keep doing and not really pay too close attention to what we're saying because you're already a great hunter, um, which I hope you are. <laughs> but if you're not, I hope uh, what we have to say tonight can help you um, gain something in your bag of trips, in your bag of tricks to to get closer to uh, to bagging that turkey or or be successful in whatever way you you uh, you find success. <laughs> but couldn't have said it better yeah. myself, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I guess um, we can dive off and uh, discuss kind of, I guess, what 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 we did this weekend. I know we were kind of talking, and Eric uh, Eric was, I think, doing a side of the of the hunter's life, uh, being a being a hunter's husband, <laughs> a hunting a hunting dad. You know that that comes with. You know, as part of, uh, as we've said, you know, we call ourselves the struggling hunters, that that kind of falls outside of uh, hunting at times and into our personal lives and things need to get done. And we can't always, um, can't always just uh, let things go by the wayside that need to be taken care of. And that's what it's all about being, being, I guess, hunters like us is there's things that come up that need to get done and hunting needs to be kind of put on the back burner at times and our families need to be taken care of <laughs> yeah yeah for sure you want me to take it over right there yeah that's not so, we'll let you sound like mic <laughs> yeah there you go it sounded it sounded like you're you're handing it off a little bit so i'll just run away with it yeah so i was planning on going out hunting all day sunday and long story short earlier this year as the weather was getting little warmer i went up to get my swamp cooler ready for the summer and i told my wife i was like ah man that swamp cooler is not looking in good shape you know it's just old and rusted out it's probably over 20 years old and i don't you the people that lived here before me you know probably i'm imagining probably didn't take care of it very well or it sure looks like they did it anyway anyway long story short uh, fast forward to this last week and once, or we got it set up a couple weekends ago and right away, uh, 
one of the catches where the side door uh, sets on, it was all rusted out. And so the door like actually fell out of the swamp cooler. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's man, this thing's not looking good. And uh, anyways, long story short, I went, I went and checked it the other day and the bottom of it was like, it was just kind of leaking everywhere. And I'm like, I got to change that out. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just change it out Saturday. And I I had another swamp cooler uh, that her, her grandpa had an extra one or whatever. So I took his, so I grabbed that and I was like, I'll just switch this out Saturday, you know, and it'll take, it'll probably take me all the all day Saturday. Uh, I went, I went to my son's game and, you know, we did all that, but as soon as the game was over, I was pretty much on top of the roof. Anyways, I had to replace everything on there and it was just, it was one of those calls where I was like, I have to, I have to, I worked on it all day Saturday and uh, I didn't even get halfway done. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to not hunt Sunday. I, I can't, I can't do it, you know? So I had to finish it up and get, I got it all finished Sunday night and, and it's working good and everything. But like Joe said, you know, it's one of those, uh, probably not a lot of people talk about on their podcast, but it's one of those duties that is not fun, but you got to still do it and get it done. Otherwise we would have just had a big old hole in our roof, you know, if I didn't uh-huh. get it done. So I had to, had to spend, had to spend the whole weekend doing that, man. That was I was tiresome, like I mean, coming into work on Monday, I was like, "Man, I'm so stiff and sore from being up on that roof for <laughs> two days in a row." But anyway, so that's pretty much how my turkey hunting season went, and it's dwindling down. I think I said this in another podcast, but I'm I'm actually not going to be able to hunt this coming weekend either. Which I guess this podcast, yeah. Anyway, this coming weekend. I'm not going to be able to hunt either because because uh, we're going to over to Denver and uh, going to go do some stuff over there, go to the zoo. Might maybe take a few pictures of some stuff or something. I don't know. Just try to have fun, spend time with the family. And, yeah. Uh, going over there for, for a wedding thing for my wife's friend. But while we're there we're gonna go to the zoo so that'll be fun but i'm not gonna turkey hunt so that that's kind of a bummer but to bring up my spirits today i was driving down the road and i saw some elk cross the road so i was like well shoot i'm gonna drive up a little bit further act like i didn't notice them or whatever and pull off and try to run down there a little ways and see if i could get a few pictures of them so I'm heading down there and I'm not seeing them. And I'm like, man, this sucks, you know, but I uh, happened to just look at the right spot at the right time. And I found this pretty nice size antler. And I, I just like, I, I almost forgot about the elk after that. Cause I was so excited <laughs> for finding, I was so excited for finding that antler. I was like, I picked it up and I'm like, yes, man. You know, cause me and antler hunting, now I probably to be fair, I probably don't go for it as as hard as 
as I should. You know, I, I don't put enough time into antler hunting to be efficient at it or good at it, but yeah, I'm just not, I mean, I don't know how many I've stepped over. Now I found deadheads. That's the weird thing. Like over the years, I've found a deadhead here and there and, uh, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, but like just finding straight up antlers, it seems like I could walk over them and my buddy behind me will pick them up or whatever, you know? And so I've never been a good antler hunter and I found that one today and it just totally, totally turned my spirits around. I was so excited and it's a nice little, uh, it's a four point, but it has, it, it, it kind of has a start of an eye guard and it's pretty white. So, I mean, it's been out there a little while and that's probably how I saw it. Cause it was so white, but, uh, but still, either way, I was pretty excited for getting that antler. So it really made my weekend. I put it up on our Instagram. If you guys want to check that out, it's at the struggling hunters on Instagram. And I think I Facebook too, right? And there's some pictures yeah. that I posted over to Facebook. So, yeah. So it's on Facebook too. Same thing. The struggling hunters. If you guys want to check the the antler out it's pretty cool i'm i'm excited about it anyways and uh i guess if you wanted to check that out you could also hit the there should be a link in our description to take you right over there so so anyway yeah that that was kind of my weekend and kind of wrapping up my weekend that's really what i did swamp cooler and and horn hunting so but i did i did i didn't get a picture of it but i got to see those elk and in that area where i was today i that was the first time i ever seen elk in that general area i kind of didn't think that after i walked down in there after i found the antler and i was kind of looking around i'm like i could see where they'd be hanging out down in this little draw but uh but that was the first time i ever saw them in there so so i was kind of excited about that you know kind of take a middle note next hunting season you know maybe i can get get a get a crack at one if i go hunting in that area i need to start hunting that's i mean i'm always up there but i always avoid it because that's where i work and i'm like i don't want to hunt where i work you know just because <laughs> i'm always there if that may, I, I don't know if that makes sense but yeah well it's like your office you don't want to go in on your days off exactly it it truly is that's truly what it feels like and so i try to i try to hunt everywhere else but man i see so much wildlife up in that area so it's pretty nice i'm or you know it's pretty nice being able to see all that wildlife i'm i'm pretty pretty fortunate for that so yeah 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 that's pretty much like i said that's all i got for my weekend what about you joe how was your weekend Oh, it was fun. Uh, did a did a little, you know, bit, uh, <laughs> did a trip down at, to in the Penguin area to to go hunting with my little sister. Um, you know, it, it was it's. I gotta say, it's been kind of a a learning experience this turkey season. Like last year, I went out a couple times. This year, actually, you know, like getting into turkeys and it's given me kind of a lot to think about. And I got, and you know, just as far as calling and trying to call on turkeys and then trying to think about calling elk, you know, during the, during the bow archery hunt. But anyways, kind of going down a rabbit hole before I get, <laughs> even get to what I, what happened this weekend. 
we uh so we went you know we got up early got up set up our stand early in the morning before the sun was up go to put out our you know putting out decoys and and set up in a tree and uh and or set up you know not in a tree not in a tree stand but just you know at the base of a couple junipers and stuff kind of using those as as camouflage and the sun came up uh you know i was trying to work the call purring or whatnot and uh as i were sitting there we heard two different gobbles and but we um and nothing and then we thought we thought me and me and a little sister thought we heard some a turkey kind of clucking working its way around us and we're kind of getting excited and you know every i'd wait i'd wait a long time in between my calls and uh i was like all right i'm the thing i'm doing good you know we're not moving haven't seen anything moving and, and we're sitting there quiet and we look talk to each other you know like did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like there's a hen. Sounds like there's a hen clucking. All right, all right. And then there's this little bird. I don't. I can't even tell you what it looked like, but you know, just this little bird comes jumping out and kind of makes the noises and like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> there's that hour of our life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, let me add something real quick. I've done that. You know, also being an inexperienced turkey hunter getting so pumped up trying to find birds and then there's all these other birds chirping around you and you're like was that a turkey no that's not you know but it definitely kind of gets you once so you start you you know you're so excited to try to get into the turkeys and you kind of kind of get fooled i guess yeah well and that's one of the fun things too you know is is sitting there in the morning and hearing all the birds going off and it was actually quite noisy, you know, like as far as bird, different birds making noise. I was kind of, as I was sitting there, just kind of taking in the morning and kind of trying to like, you know, listen to what's going on. It was, there was a lot of bird noises that was going on. So when that one that sounded like a cluck or a chirp or whatever, I can't, I can't remember what exact, which noise exactly it was, but like, I was like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done I've done that a few times too. Uh, just same, it's pretty much same thing. But it is kind of funny, you know, whenever you're listening for bird sounds, how many other birds are actually around? I don't know. In the fall, when we're hunting for deer and elk, I th- I think we kind of tune those sounds out a lot. I don't know if we really take those sounds in because we're not looking for birds, right? during that time because because it's something i i kind of took note of that too uh mostly last year i took note of that of man there's a lot of birds that make a lot of sound in the in these canyons that i never really realized so it's interesting yeah well that's like one of the fun things too is you know like sitting there being quiet you know like it's just the evening hunts i've been going on I'll go, but just enjoying like the wildlife that you see, like, you know, like even the Saturday had a little chickmunk come running up, you know, kind of almost at my feet and running around. And then he kind of get one under a bush and kind of notice there's someone, something different, odd. And he kind of turned around, and stood up on his hind legs, you know, looked like he was checking me out, but 
but you know like this is just fun to be you know like this to slow down too that's one of the things that makes it enjoyable to me and and seeing the wildlife trying to interact interacting in their their own realm you know yeah yeah i yeah, saw so we, i saw that ahead. i saw that a couple or a couple weekends ago whenever i was up there like this it kind of looked like a family of chipmunks and they're all kind of walking in a line on this little little uh deadfall log and they're all like walking in a line and i was like oh man that'd be great b-roll for some video and and as soon as i turned on the camera and everything they're pretty much gone i got a little bit of b-roll of other chipmunks but but it was really cool to watch because there was like five of them and it kind of looked like it was like the dad the mom and the the kids (laughs) well and uh it was it was kind of a cool little sight that's what sucks some of the stuff that you see that you can't you can't really get on film, you know, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a disservice a little bit. Cause it's, it's pretty cool seeing some of that. It is that stuff. And then, you know, like kind of along, along those lines there, like, so we got, we, it got late enough in the morning, we decided to move and uh, we started moving and we kind of walked in this little clearing and then I caught movement up, up the hill from us. And it was probably about a hundred, 150 yards or 100 yards probably it was fairly close and but it was a coyote that was like bobbing through the woods and kind of it kind of it was i caught movement kind of parallel to us i watched the movement and it kind of started running towards us and he saw us and just kind of perched up there and staring at us for for you know a good couple minutes and it and like beckett got to see him and and uh there was two of them i saw movement behind that one he stood there and watched us for a little bit and and he had enough and turned and ran off. But, you know, and then so that kind of, you know, was one of those things that made the morning and continued hunting, did a big loop, called every so often. And we did come across some turkey poop, and some old, old turkey poop. But, uh, but then we ended up, so we kind of, uh, we probably should have, I think we messed up, but I, I can't say it was quite a mess up, but well, how do you know hindsight without success? Anyways, we probably should have stayed there because of the gobbles we heard. Um, we don't think there's anybody else in the area, but you, you know, I think that's the next thing is I got to learn is like, maybe I didn't see full success, not being too discouraged, but you know, work out the, what we think, where we think the success was instead of just giving up on the whole area but we went up to another area in the mountain and uh, we did find a turkey track. And so we kind of hunted that area um, in the evening, just calling, but we didn't hear nothing. So that, that was our, our turkey hunt Saturday and Sunday came home. But, you know, there, like I said, Oh, i throw in there. We did find some horny toads. We came across the three, three different horny toads, three different sizes. One the full-grown adult, and then another one was kind of smaller than that one. Then we found the found one that was really bitty. You know, he probably was three quarters to maybe an inch long. Oh wow! And that sucker usually horny toads don't move very quick, but that little sucker he he would flat out move. <laughs> he was getting out of there, huh? For his. Li- yeah, like usually, 
you know, like the bigger one, he wouldn't didn't move all that much. And so I, you know, I got pictures of him and the smaller, the one just beneath him that was just smaller. He he ran around a little bit more than the bigger one did. But that little bitty one, man, it, I was like, I knew where he was in this little bush, and I tried to, you know, get pictures of him, and he would not have it. I'd get my phone down there to get a picture, and he'd be he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, like as far as uh, turkey hunting, what did I learn? Uh, I was, you know, I learned that maybe I should have stayed where I heard the gobbles and hunted in the evening where they'd go back to roost. Uh, should have done that. Um, and then kind of what we're going to get into here, we'll talk a little bit about, but like trying to understand turkeys a little bit better. And, you know, kind of maybe how they see, how they hear, um, what they're, what they're looking, what kind of food they're looking for through the day. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it was, it was a fun hunt, you know, gotta, gotta see coyote, gotta see fine horny toads. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it it was a, it it was a great opportunity in the woods, you know, like, yeah, we weren't successful. I think we say that every time that we uh, we talk, but like no, it was it was a great time though. I'd like to see success as far as filling my tag, but the being being in the woods, it was a great time. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really all that it's about. I mean, it's sometimes I think we get so focused on the stuff that we're not seeing that we forget to focus on the stuff that we do see for sure. Yeah, well said. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I probably heard it somewhere. Yeah, you probably heard it from me. It sounds like <laughs> I would <might> say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds exactly like something you'd say. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I guess you know that's kind of the end of my my weekend, the end of my hunt for the for that weekend. Uh, but you know, I guess kind of go into a little bit about what we're the other part of our podcast this this today is uh discussing turkeys i kind of you know being that being out and me and my little sister got talking we want to understand turkeys a little bit better and found this article i kind of talked about turkeys and how they see which was kind of eye-opening because last year um you know getting into turkey hunt i more or less just was like oh it's turkey season i'm gonna go buy a turkey tag and i'm gonna go out and I didn't have any success really. Well, one weekend I saw, I saw him, heard some gobbles, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I really, you know, like I was just was out this year. I'm having more success as far, excuse me, as far as hearing things and seeing turkeys. And, but what I was getting at, it was last year, everyone's like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta have good camouflage. Their eyesight's amazing. And I was like, ah, yeah, whatever, you know, like they're, they're an animal. They can't be that great. You know, people I've heard stories like, oh, you don't want to wear red. They clue into red, you know, or, you know, wear sunglasses. So that way they don't see your eyes. And, um, and I was like, ah, whatever, whatever, you know, (laughs) yeah, this, they can't be that, that well, you know, that, well, their eyes can't be that great. So I stumbled across this article, um, and I get reading it, and it's talking about how how turkeys see, which is kind of it, it 
it's kind of crazy in a way because they have some amazing strengths, but at the same time they have some weaknesses that go along with, with how they see. Um, and, you know, without, I guess, going too deep into it, I'll kind of give you the kind of the cliff notes. I should actually – I'll just – I think I got it pulled up. The word – I'll just kind of give it what uh, – What the how they see just because that way it'll be a little bit more easier to understand. Because so first of all, we think of um, the turkey's head. We compare our head to the turkey's head. Our 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 eyes are are forward facing, so we have kind of a hundred and eighty eighty degree field of view. Um, whereas the turkeys, their eyes are more or less on the side of their head. And the way they're positioned, it gives them a 270-degree um, field of view. So, they get, you know, like it, they kind of have a wider field of view on that little bitty head of theirs. But uh, the other thing that um, that is kind of interesting is uh, – so, I guess this article said, too, that, you know, they kind of have a monovision. Like they don't see depth very well, and that's why they always kind of bob their head because they're trying to, I guess, pick up the depth. Yeah, like, is what what they're saying. Um, but the interesting thing was, uh, is you know, so we have rods and cones in our eyes that, I guess, that kind of help us to see color. I guess more or less see color is what what it's for. Um, so we so uh, so our we have one rod and three cones, totaling four different types of. It says four different types of photoreceptors, so we can see color okay and depth okay with where our eyes are. But turkeys says has have seven different kinds of uh, photoreceptors, and so they have one rod four single cones and two double cones. And this allows, this allows them to see a broader spectrum of color. So it's saying it goes on and says that it, they can see a UVA light. So ultraviolet light that they can, they can see. So it gives them a different color. I don't know exactly. So, well, it says, what is kind of, I'll just read this part too. So it says what, what this means instead of trying to explain it. Cause I, I want you guys to understand what I'm what what I'm trying to say. It says so. What this means, in addition to being able to see color better than us, is they also see in ultraviolet spectrum. Um. So this says, you know, that. So if I wanted to see how how a turkey sees, should I just shine a black light over my clothes? See how it glows? How it glows? And it says it's complicated. Uh, certain substance. So certain photo phosphorus things that how they how things glow um uh so it says yes more or less that turkeys kind of see a bit of a glow and it goes on to say that you know like yeah you're camouflaged up but more or less a turkey's going to be able to pick you out even though you're camouflaged and then it kind of goes into talking about, well, do I need to worry about what blades orange or not? And it more or less says, being that a turkey can see you, it doesn't matter what what color camouflage you're wearing. 
Right. It's it kind of the end of the story kind of comes. Well, it all determines on how the turkey is deciphering you as meaning are you gonna are you a threat are you friend or foe and that's when it decides to run or not so even though it may see you and then it's decide it's deciding if if you're a friend or foe flight or fight you know like am i gonna run am i gonna stay so that's again i guess not moving when turkeys are around is probably more of a help than a hindrance which is to be said for anything you're hunting yeah I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That that was an interesting article. Uh what I thought was pretty crazy was that they can see better than somebody with 20/20 vision or uh oh, yeah. And, and eight times see, better. Eight yeah, was it eight times better or eight times further? Eight times uh, better, huh? Yeah. So supposedly they can see three times sharper than a person with 2020 and eight times further away. Yeah, there you go. So, that's crazy. That's like a that's like an archery pair of binoculars there. Right. So, so you, they, you got, they got natural vortex on their eyeballs. Yes, exactly. But but that kind of correlates with what you what uh what you're saying a few podcasts back where uh you said you said, yeah, me and, me and my sister were hunting deer or whatever, and these turkey like popped their head out, and like we moved our hand or whatever. You said, and and yeah, they turned out, turned around, and went right back. I mean, it kind of makes sense now, understanding true what their what their uh, vision is. It's kind of makes sense. They they probably saw you move your hand, you know. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So you know, like if you think about it, like as we're talking and trying to think through scenarios and bringing that in that instance up, like, yeah, we weren't that far away. We were less than less than 50 yards. So I think we were probably, yeah, we were way less than 50 yards, but you know, like in between 30 and 50 yards. And uh, so that, if you think that, you know, bringing that in close and if they can see eight times sharper or, you know, than the human eye, focus that much stronger so like yeah that's a kind of a distance but that their eyesight's really that well that's you know that's really close for them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's uh but it's kind of i i guess i don't understand i feel like the article might might have been contradicting itself I, I guess i don't understand the depth perception we have better depth perception perception but they can see further yeah well I think it was saying that the way that they're the the field of view, like because you know, like instead of our field, our field oh yeah, because because like we could kind of focus in on, yeah, theirs is so much wider that it's hard for them to bring it all. Back if they can see if they can see your on. hand move from hundred yards away. I mean, I feel like that's pretty good depth perception. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But still, like. But anyway, yeah, it kind of helps you understand. It kind of, it's kind of amazing that anybody can actually get a turkey in a sense because their eyesight being so well. But that's probably where decoys come in because it distracts the bird. And if right. you set up right, the bird's focused on that decoy. Yeah. 
and then you get your shot off. So running right. and running and gunning is a good good uh can can be a good method too, but it's probably not quite as effective as maybe decoys. Right, yeah. I think running and gunning, I'm gonna probably start using that that strategy a little bit more. But as far as trying to locate them and then kind of like you know, like you see elk hunting like people will call and hear them bugle so then they they try to close the distance and then set up again and try to bring them in even closer so i'm thinking i'm going to try using that scenario as far as my running and gunning goes i'm going to try to hopefully hear them gobble and then work my way closer and then try to set up someplace in between where i hear them and where i'm at and hopefully get them to close the distance Unless, unless I can see where they're at and I can use the shrubbery to my benefit to <laughs> get into position to shoot them. But, you know, it's, it's all, it's all whatever the woods is going to give me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, that's the thing, right? Whatever the woods will give you. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've been I've been kind of focusing on more of the running and gunning, but I'm 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 kind of wanting to do the opposite and or what you're doing or how you want to go to more running and gunning. I'm like, man, I kind of I kind of want to do the decoy thing. I just want to get into them, you know. Like everywhere I go, I know that they're there at some point in the year, but I'm just not running into them or hearing them very much. But I think my disservice though is I'm probably getting out a little later than I should when they're the most vocal. I think they're kind of more vocal earlier in the morning and I'm getting out there a little later. So that's probably my biggest disservice. But you know, that other article that we were looking at, I mean, it says between 10 and two, uh, it depends on the, the, the vocal, the vocalness, if that's a word, that's kind of depends on what the, what the Tom is looking for. But sometimes the Toms will actually be pretty silent because they're, they're more focused on not chasing hens during that time, but more food and water. So it's a toss up, you know, I mean, yeah, whether it's a toss up, whether, you know, more like early morning is better or, in the evening but to locate them i think probably early morning get that you know hear them gobbling and then so whenever yeah when i get back from from denver my uh the following weekend i'm gonna gonna try my best to get out there early in the morning and stay out there all day and hopefully come up with something that is the goal anyway <laughs> Huh. Sounds like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Need it to work. I need some success under our belts. <laughs> True. So we True. can change change our podcast name to the successful hunters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's you know, like I like I said, hopefully it's 
some of these topics we kind of went over a little bit just help help you whoever's listening maybe think of something a little different that they're doing tweaking something a little different like i said i'm gonna you know like try to I, every time i set my decoys out i try to set them up in a way that like you know i i think I, i'm trying to think of which way that the turkeys will be coming from and set them up so that way they're not like they're walking straight into me you know like but every time i sit down i always look at them like well i'm looking at the decoy the turkey's of course the turkey's going to be looking at me you know but it's <laughs> but it's hard to say which way they're really coming in yeah that that is kind of a that is kind of a uh a toss up there because I mean, if you could see the decoy, then if that turkey decides to come in that direction, then they'll probably see you too. Yeah, man, this stuff is tough <laughs> <Right>. sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it get you know, it just gets <laughs> you're trying to do all the right things, and then you go out there and you do it, then you're like, well, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess, you know, that's how you, you you know, like being, I think that's one of the things is not being successful at turkey hunting yet is you kind of, you kind of get out there and you start working on things and you're like, oh, so you, and then you start analyzing it all and being like, oh, this is why I'm not successful. You know, like when in reality, you're just, you know, yeah, that, you know, being successful builds confidence. And then when you're not successful, you kind of doubt yourself and when you don't see the success and in, in, in the time frame you think you should see it, you start doubting and you start tweaking. And I think that's when you kind of get in trouble too. But if you just, if you keep in your bag of, of uh, tricks to what needs to be done and just stay at it, you know, it kind of helps versus getting, getting loose and sloppy and then you're not going to be successful. I think. Nah, makes sense. I think I think that's kind of what uh, get a little deep here. Like I think that's what's been striking us the worst is is our confidence kind of striking out the last few years on on everything. <laughs> what what's that called? The uh, oh, there's a name for it. Where they where they uh, they go for like six different animals or something with a bow. Or or some of them do it with a rifle, but uh, what is that? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Uh, the only thing I don't, I probably not. Well, it comes to mind. It's probably not what you're looking for, but like the grand oh, slam. Grand slam. No, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. Grand slam. We're like the. Uh, I don't know what it is opposite of that, but we're we're that we're opposite of grand slam. <laughs> <laughs> hey gotta be something <laughs> at least we're good at it <laughs> yeah well i like to joke about it but i don't know it'll all turn around yeah it will hey, i found a horn today that's that's like turning i feel like that's kind of turning my luck around of course it is <laughs> You found you said you found a deadhead, right? Yeah, I found a little deadhead, a little two point. You know, it 
at Forks were about inch and a half. Oh, that was real little. Yeah, that's real little. (laughs) That's all right, though. I mean, at least you found some, though. It's still kind of cool. Did you take it home or? (laughs) Yeah, we yeah, I get out at my sister's place. It, oh, she, gotcha. she found a little one too, so, so I just was like, I just keep it together. And it was chewed on too, you know, like it would one side was kind of chewed away. So uh, but the other side you can tell was a two point. So gotcha. That's cool. I mean, at least you found that. Yeah. It was it was fun. Like it it was kind of funny because uh so she found hers first and we're walking side by side and she looked over and like ran in front of me and to over on my side to my left and picked up, you know, this little deadhead. And I was like, Oh man, why didn't I see that? (laughs) And we're cruising along again. And I look over and I run to her right and go over and pick up this little deadhead. So we both like crisscrossed each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's good stuff yeah that it was kind of funny yeah it's fun finding <laughs> that kind of stuff though well i think yeah. i kind of think that we're kind of rounding that corner we're running out of stuff to talk about so yeah yeah i think we've we kind of got it i think buttoned up like i said we talked about what we did this weekend our hunts, what, you know, I don't want to say family ob- obligation, but, you know, taking care of our families and uh, little articles we've read, try to pass on some tips and hopefully something we said, what, you know, beginning to the end, the middle, there was some type of sliver that somebody enjoyed. Yeah. Well, probably the whole thing in my book. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'd probably even share with all my friends. Yeah, you know, if I had any friends that, you know, I'd for sure share with them. I think you'd be some type, some uh, high-quality uh, listening going on here. Yeah, that, I'd probably. You know, definitely, definitely. Work. Yeah, I'd probably sync up everybody's phone together and just listen to it all at once. Listen to the podcast all at once. Right, yeah, have a little, yeah, a little kumbaya session together on the Struggling Hunters. Yep, I I could see it happening. <laughs> So with that said, guys, like, share a podcast, help us grow, help us spread the word, and thanks for listening. This is the Struggling Hunters, and we are out of here. Keep pushing, guys.